0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Trader Mindset Podcast. My name is Neil and let's get started. So bulls are fighting back. We can see that in the S&P 500. We are seeing that essentially everywhere. So as I've said before now, bounces are great. We need trend changes for follow through. What that means is, first of all, let's go on to the S&P 500, um, and let's look at it from the monthly time frame first and foremost. So, we finally have monthly consolidation going on, and with this level of pullback that we saw, we pulled back, what, like almost 6% last month? So, with that being said, I would expect a monthly lower high uh, compared to the all-time high. However... One thing that I've said a lot is that SPY is notorious for v shaped recoveries. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But if you were to show me this chart without knowing that it is the S&P 500, I would say we are looking for a monthly lower high. Zooming in, um, we could see that we are just looking for a weekly lower high. So... Any bounce at this point is making me skeptical, right? We need trends to change back. So what I'm looking for is an equilibrium pattern, both on the weekly first. And if it gets unclear, I'm moving on to the monthly time timeframe. Um, but SPY is notorious for V-shaped recoveries because of the sector rotation that takes place after volatility. So we'll talk about that soon. But this is just kind of what I wanted to talk about for the S&P 500. And uh, later on, we're going to be talking about a little bit of psychology, too. So st- uh, stay tuned for that. But let's move on to QQQ and the NASDAQ. So NASDAQ was weaker, right? Um, pretty much the entire month last, last month. So in January, it was definitely one of the weakest sectors, right? However... We did hold monthly EMA12, and it looks like we're holding it for this month so far. Um, It's only been like, what, um, we still have 24 more days, or does February have 28 days? 22 more days. So um, we'll see where we land from there, but QQQ has definitely been one of the weaker sectors. So we need QQQ to, you know, get its act together. One thing that has been very different this time around compared to every other time is that a lot of individual tickers are marking tops and bottoms of consolidation, right? So, um, recently we had Facebook earnings, which dropped the market essentially. And then we had Amazon earnings after that, which made the market bounce. So, with these tech giants being big holdings in the S&P 500, um, get ready for some chop action and if you are not comfortable with this stuff um it is definitely recommended to stay out and wait for the direction to be more clear but yeah with that being said uh qqq also looking for a monthly lower high with the size of the pullback uh, we are trying to confirm a daily trend change uh, but we haven't really done that yet Moving on to the weekly, weekly, we were just looking for a lower high, too, and we are rejecting from weekly EMA 12. So, definitely making me skeptical of this bounce. Um, now, since we've established these fear bottoms, what I would see as a major red flag is breaking this fear low at this point. We bounced on the weekly. We confirmed this weekly. Um, downtrend pretty much further there will be fear fresh fear in the markets and we'll just take it a day at a time because at that point um, a lot of you know a lot of illiquidity comes in the markets and they just move and without Jerome powell printing a lot of money <laughs> these markets will be very choppy so uh just keep that in mind and Just watch out for fear lows. Have a plan set. What are you going to do? Are you going to go back to cash? Or are you going to play the bounce? Uh, For me personally, I will be being all cash and just scalping. Right When volatility hits, I do not trust the market. And I just go and scalp. So that is my two cents on what I'm going to be doing. But establish those game plans. Moving on to XLF. XLF, much closer to the all-time highs. Now, see, this is one thing that is keeping the bull's hope alive, is XLF having a significant bounce. It hasn't even consolidated. Um, Has it consolidated on the daily? No, it hasn't really consolidated on daily. We confirmed a daily trend change on the XLF. So when you confirm a daily trend change, zoom out, and we look for a weekly lower high. We do have a potential to be looking for a weekly lower high compared to that all-time high and that all-time high is right around 41.70 so if you are a bear definitely looking for a top fish in that area um and if you're look uh if you're looking bullish um wait for some weekly consolidation and bottom fish that low Um, also by the way this is all educational purposes only so do your own research and do your own shit. Uh, that's one thing I have to say to cover my ass, but (laughs) anyway, (laughs) yeah. Okay. Anyways. So we could see potential sector rotation. I have noticed sector rotation in the beginning of, um, the day, but they become a lot more correlated and dump and bounce together. So definitely keep an eye on, on correlation or for correlation but I'm not seeing it throughout the day. So just keep an eye out. That's all I'm saying. And moving on to Bitcoin. So this is what I'm going to be talking about a little bit more now. Just since we've seen a pretty big bounce on Bitcoin. Um, we have bounced, let's see, around 20%. So still a weekly bear flag potential on Bitcoin. But... uh let's see if the bulls can run it this weekend and give the broader market another leg up because i have been eyeing bitcoin on the volatility on the broader market and it seems that they are all correlated so bitcoin is a highest risk asset and if that is bouncing in the weekend we we should be eyeing out for a positive correlation next week in the broader market so Bitcoin has definitely called tops and bottoms uh, because it is a 24-7 market. So keep an eye out on Bitcoin and use that for potential clues on the broader market. With that being said, uh, correlations are everything in this market and correlations change. So recently we've been seeing a bullish, bullish correlation on Bitcoin, but... Um, If you look at the past couple of months, it has been a, a bearish broad market correlation. So keep an eye out on that. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is the cannabis sector. And if you're here for the psychology part, don't worry, I'm getting to it. So cannabis sector, we saw a significant bounce, right? When the broader market bounced, we saw the most beat up names bounce the most, right? And that causes shorts to cover. Now, this exact thing applies. Trend changes. We need trend changes. CGC earnings are, I believe, this coming week. And we will see if we break the, the most important level right now on CGC. The most important is going to be 865. We need to confirm the... Is that a weekly trend change? Oh, no the daily trend change, right? We double bottomed on the daily and now we saw a bounce, right? Double bottom bounce, you you could argue that is a trend change and I wouldn't disagree, but this low is the most higher low, right? This higher low that we set was it yesterday or the day after yes or day before yesterday? On Thursday, that low that we uh had on thursday must hold it is a major red flag if we break that and just confirm the weekly bear flag essentially that is so we must hold that as support and bears are looking to top fish so keep that in mind bounces are great we saw what at 30 percent bounce but we need trend changes for follow-through but i am eyeing this sector a lot more closely than i was before Now, moving on to some psychology, right? Volatility is something where people get chopped up the most. Um, I, I typically do well in volatility, but the last time we saw volatility before 2022, I got chopped up and had one of my bigger losers in a while. And that really, you know, I really thought about that during this recent volatility and what I'm doing differently and for me I have been taking losses much more but the thing is that the losses aren't big right during the last volatility I would have less losses but the losses will be so big it would be giving up like that weeks of profit um, so this time around. I've been using smaller losses, right The sizes are much smaller so that in terms that when I need to get back those losses, I can do that very quickly uh, right last last time around definitely hit a pretty significant loss that you know took me back you know a couple week makers, I would say, a couple week makers. And it took a while to gain back that confidence. But when you're losing, but losing less, um, it's definitely different on the psyche than when you're losing a lot, but not as often. I'm not sure if that makes sense. But, (laughs) experience trumps everything, right? Um, For me, just even this time around, I am more experienced. So, than the last time before and that's all you want to do you want to be better the day you want to just be better than the day before right in order to be like to make it but yeah this in this volatility i'm doing much better because of taking smaller losses and more losses than um those less losses with big big dollar amount losses <laughs> i know it's out I don't even know how to explain it, but yeah, from what I can tell, a lot of people are profitable and moving back onto that, I've noticed a lot of people say they're not profitable, but if you count their win-loss ratios, um, for the most part, if you have a strategy locked down, you will be profitable. But it's those one losses, you know, you know, exactly what I'm talking about. Those big losses that put you back a week or two and it just takes a while to get back. Right. You have to claw your bag through your confidence. Uh, your ego is probably just shot to zero. And, <laughs> you know, um, you're just like, what if this is not for me? And I've definitely been there. I've done that. Um but I have definitely clawed myself way back out of those losses. So uh, that keeps me level-headed uh, level that, you know, these slumps do exist. But you just have to grind through it. I know it's very cliche when I say that. Uh, but there's not a better way of explaining that. In You just have to claw yourself way back out. It sucks, but got to do what you got to do. And that's another reason why I trade multiple markets like crypto markets and stock market um, is because of that reason, right? If I'm not doing too well on the stock market, I can always go to that crypto market. However, I would need some days off between switching back and forth um, just because it's a different environment. There's a lot more volatility in crypto than um, the broader market six percent bounce in crypto is like another day while the six percent bounce in qqq is huge Um, so that's one thing but yeah you have to have a you have to have a game plan in volatility Um, and just just know your edge Um, and the way to find your edge is experimenting so if you are experimenting and losing you know that's not a bad thing because you're experimenting and when the markets come in your your wave essentially to your territory uh, you will know how to play that market Um, so i know I kind of rambled on i hope you understand what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if you're getting chopped up don't sweat it keep your losses small and just wait for clarity and you'll get through it so with that being said I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you all next week. Peace.